Hi guys, it's Christine here. So today's episode, episode two, is going to be about getting my diagnosis after misdiagnosis. And I just wanted to tell you my story on how I got diagnosed with pretty much all of my current diagnoses and what I was misdiagnosed with for many, many years and how that happened. So I will pretty much be telling you my history from age 15 to now 30. So a 15 year story. Okay, so where do we begin? Um, At 15, I was diagnosed with bipolar one disorder with psychosis. Why? Because I was taken to the ER after my parents discovered that I was self-injuring and they wanted to make sure I was okay. little backstory um i had been self-injuring for i want to say over a year and enough was enough and i told my cousin about it and um while at the time i was upset about it she told her mom who told my mom who then had a family meeting and um after that family meeting i went to the er but um i credit her for pretty much saving my life so thank you erica um but yeah um i was taken to the er um and then also an addendum to that backstory was at the time i was not host this is christina speaking um at the time when we were 15 phoenix was host and she was really struggling phoenix's main maladaptive coping mechanism was self-injury um yeah she she really really struggled her depression was really really bad and i will say with our current diagnosis she struggles the most um but she's doing awesome now i'll just say that but yes we went to a few psychiatrists after the whole er situation one who phoenix really didn't like and then a second who really quickly diagnosed us as bipolar because we had mood swings at 15 we were diagnosed with rapid cycling bipolar one with psychosis because we hallucinated um what we didn't know is that the type of rapid cycling every few hours to even every like half an hour is not the same as the diagnostic criteria for bipolar with rapid cycling um but our psychiatrist at the time was not knowledgeable on that so she was just like mood swings rapid cycling bipolar one because you're manic so um that's what the diagnosis was Um, Our mood swings and a variety of other symptoms later got us diagnosed with BPD, but I'll explain about that later. Um, The doctor quickly medicated me, us, on really strong medications. My aunt, side note, had told us that the medications that we were on were like extra strong for my age, so I'll just say that. But um, we were on Seroquel and a few heavy doses of Seroquel. They just kept on upping that dose. Risperdal, I was on that until my body started thinking I was pregnant and I started lactating. I was on Trileptol through it all. That was like the underlying med that they had me on. And then Abilify until the very end, um, until I quit my meds. But um, there was also a few others that I don't remember, but those were the main ones that I was on for a length of time. Um, I was on different cocktails for years until I was 18. At 18, Phoenix was in college. Chris and I were co-hosting at the time, but um, Phoenix was having a hard time coping with college and being alone 
and we had a bad roommate situation and things were just bad so um one day she couldn't take it anymore and um trigger warning she od'd on our meds and attempted suicide after that day um out of fear we flushed all of our meds down the toilet um and we went cold turkey off of our meds i want to say i do not recommend this i mean obviously i don't recommend ODing on your meds but i also do not recommend going cold turkey off of your medication this is very bad your body can have a really bad reaction and um we were very sick but we also had no more meds and refused to go back to our doctor so yes we stopped going to our psychiatrist after that as well because we didn't want them to know what we did but the school found out what we did and they forced us to go to therapy within the school three times a week so there was doctors like phd doctors and other psychologists in the school and they had a counseling center and three times a week we had to go to a psych a psychologist and then we also had to see the residence director once a week because the suicide attempt happened on campus in my dorm room and we had to do this for a few months and then after that we were registered with the school office of differing abilities for mental health reasons um but i'll go into that another day um fast forward past graduation so i was pretty okay for the rest of um my college career I had my depressions, I had relapsed self-harming, but nothing was ever as bad as the suicide attempt. But um, I just fast forwarded past graduation. We were just unmedicated and untherapied. We were a mess. I will admit that we were a complete mess, but um, there were no more suicide attempts. So we weren't too much of a mess. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until i had a severe mental breakdown in 2016 i graduated in 2012 so it had been a few years of lots of relapses a lot of self-harming but um it wasn't until 2016 that i had a psychotic break again um that i did search for help again um i went back to a psychiatrist in march of 2017 so i it took a while of me being completely within a psychotic break um for me to actually go back to a psychiatrist but um i had been going to like church counseling and stuff like that but um that didn't help um i went back to a psychiatrist in 2017 um she didn't assess me she was just like what was your diagnosis when you used to go to a psychiatrist and i told her bipolar one with psychosis rapid cycling and that's what she kept me as she didn't try to see if that's what i actually had she just put me on frailar <laughs> um it was a new drug something brand new they were trying out and obviously her office was filled to the brim with samples of Raylar. so i knew that they were pushing her to give that to me and she gave it to me and within two months i was suicidal very suicidal so that was a big mistake Raylar was a big no-no for me um yeah so she had me on antipsychotics because of the mood swings and the hallucinations um we also tried to explain like we as in me and the system also tried to explain to her about the dissociation and losing time but she completely ignored that 
so after the Vrelar, she put me on Latuda, which is what I'm on now, um, which worked for the mood swings and hallucinations. I will say, Latuda has worked great for me. Um, my mood swings are at a minimum, and I do not hallucinate at all. Um, so this medication is working for me. Um, mind you, I am not bipolar, and I, I just want to say I don't have anything against bipolar people. I'm just not. I have a different diagnosis. I was misdiagnosed as bipolar. Um, but I do have psychosis related to my mood swings. So yes, um, fast forward, I was seeing her for a while, but I got a new job and with the new job came new insurance and she did not take that insurance. So because I changed jobs, I had to change doctors. So going to my new doctor, I made sure to explain my symptoms because I was sick of going to doctors and them just keeping an old diagnosis from when I was 15 without assessing me. So um, I explained my symptoms. Also, this doctor is more not curious, but I want to say he's more observant and he noticed something. So what did he notice? Right off the bat, my doctor said that my rapid cycling was too rapid for bipolar. Um, that plus various other symptoms that I'll explain in another episode was what got me undiagnosed with bipolar and um, we opened up the possibility of BPD. He didn't like right away just say, hey, you have BPD. He did mention that I have traits of borderline, but he did not properly diagnose me with BPD until much later. Also, he noticed I kept dissociating and even noticed a switch and where I lost memory of a section of our appointment. And after I came back, I picked up where we left off a few minutes before, forgetting everything that had just been said. So um, that wasn't me that had spoken up. That was Chris, um, who wanted to make sure that um, some really important stuff was said. So Chris opened up about some stuff and then... Um, Phoenix did pop in for like a sentence or two and then I came back and was just like what so um, he noticed that and I'm surprised that none of my other doctors ever noticed um, big changes in us but um, he it took him to notice it so he saw me a few times that week he wanted to make sure he properly assessed me taking an in-depth um, assessment um, he had me see a trauma therapist for confirmation. So like we went there with the possibilities of the diagnoses that he was thinking about, but didn't tell her what they were until she confirmed them. So she seconded my diagnosis of BPD with everything that I told her in the um, time that I was seeing her and then also confirmed his suspicion that I had DID. Um, it was... <laughs> A 12-year misdiagnosis but in the end it took a doctor who pays attention and who also double checks with specialists to properly diagnose me which is a complete shame I was in the mental health system for over 12 years before I got a proper diagnosis um, with this new diagnosis my treatment changed and that's why it's important to get a proper diagnosis because if even if all the symptoms are the same if it's not the proper diagnosis the treatments are different so for bipolar the treatment is medication and sometimes therapy where for BPD the treatment 
is medication if you're depressed, but the main treatment is DBT therapy. So like it's a completely different process of treatment. So while we are still on antipsychotics for the psychosis related to my extreme mood swings with BPD, I also had to undergo, like I said, DBT group therapy for eight months and it was intense. Um, It was an intense program. I still have like a binder full of all of our papers. Um, I have the book that I keep with me at all times in ebook form and I still have to use my skills every single day and it's a lifelong thing that I will be having to do using this these DBT skills um, but if I didn't go through DBT therapy it would be bad because I wasn't coping so um, following all of the dbt group therapy and still being on these meds i also now see a therapist weekly Um, i use an online service that i'll talk about in another episode but it's been great Um, and then i also meet with my doctor monthly for an update and for medication so i've also been doing a lot of self-work to communicate with my system and our overall mental health has gotten better for it Um, Our communication has gotten better for it. Now we have the ability to be co-conscious almost at a whim. It's really if they want to, but I can like almost request it and it happens. Um, But um, it's really up to their discretion whether they want to be co-conscious with me. But um, it's nothing that I can force, but it's something that we can do at this point. And if they notice that it needs to happen, like we are very good at I want to say the adults. The adults are very good at being cooperative and working together. But yes, DID is a very covert disorder. Most of the time you don't know you have it until you're either told you have it or until finally one of your alters reaches out to you because they feel like it's safe for you to know. Um, There's usually one alter and it's primarily the host not always but there's always an altar who doesn't know not always there's usually an altar who doesn't know because it's the disorder's purpose to keep it from the daily living altar um, which in this case was me Um, I was not supposed to know that I had DID Um, it was supposed to be a secret for me and I was not supposed to know any of the trauma that happened to me this was the reason why the disorder was created Um, because I'm not supposed to know what happened um, because it was too much for my brain. So we split. But um, yes, it's a covert disorder. I was the alter who didn't know about it and it was my disorder's job to keep it a secret from me. It wasn't until a smart doctor spotted it (laughs) and before my alters felt like we were in good enough hands to make themselves known to me. They did not feel safe with my old doctor and they did not feel safe in my environment to make themselves known to me they just went under the radar and did their switchy thing while I didn't notice I would just think why am I blacking out or like man I have a really bad memory but um that's not the case um I honestly don't think they would have ever made contact with me or at least this is what my brain tells me now I don't think they would have made contact with me if I would have stayed with the doctor that was treating me for bipolar um because I don't have bipolar. I think that it took them feeling safe and feeling seen for them to be like, okay, it's okay for her to know 
because we're in good enough hands for someone with someone who will treat her she's finally in a place where she'll get the help that she needs so now i can know and now i've met or at least i believe i've met all of my alters right now there's a count of six including me but you never know um so my diagnosis what have i been diagnosed with um right off the bat i will say i have bpd and i have did and then i have ptsd which sometimes we say cptsd because in order to have did you pretty much have to have cptsd it's just like a thing you have together um and then i have anxiety ocd and depression um yeah um i'm getting treatment and um I'm getting what I need to live a more stable and fulfilled life. So that is awesome for me. It's awesome for those around me. I am a more well-rounded person. And even though I am not, I am not the only person in my body, I am a much more well-rounded person than I was before. So yeah, um, that's pretty much the story. Um, at another time, I will go into bigger detail about the separate diagnoses, um, and how they affect me, but right now, this is the story of how I got diagnosed. Um, yeah, um, maybe one day I'll tell you about, like, how pretty much I'm training up my therapist because I am her first did patient but she's doing awesome so i just want to say like kudos to you you're doing great but um yeah i hope you like this episode if you have any questions for me you can send me an email um at many minds over matter at gmail.com or at my instagram you can send us a dm we are many minds over matter on instagram and um yeah um i have to I'm just Chris Artsy on Twitter. That's where just I live on Twitter. I'm not making a separate account. So Chris Artsy, K-R-I-S-A-R-T-S-E-E. That's my platform for everything. So if you also want to follow me on my main social medias, I'm Chris Artsy. Um, But the podcast info is many minds over matter. Or if you want to go onto the anchor platform and leave me a voicemail or leave a comment, you can do that there too. Um, I'd appreciate it. So that's my story. I hope you guys are having an awesome day and yeah, awesome. Okay, I'm gonna go now. Bye.